Good morning, everyone. As was already mentioned by Dr. Johnson, I am a second career pastor. I used to work in corporate America for some 500 fortune companies, in particular one company that make me what I am today, or part of what I am today, is Brown Foreman Corporation. It doesn't ring the bell. Uh, that company is the owners of Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey. <laughs> Seems to be closer to home, right? You definitely are my kind of audience. <laughs> Being um, Jack Daniels market manager and, uh, requires from me to take several trainings in a regular basis about leadership. So every time that I thought that I have everything figured out, that I have a good idea of what leadership was about, then someone else come later in and added a different angle or perspective of what leadership was. Thanks God, we have received a lot of good information about how to be a good leader. Now I would like to share with you guys my personal experience of how our Lutheran belief has shaped what I knew before about leadership. So let's get a little bit technical. What is leadership? What is or what are the characteristics of a good leader? I think in a universal and very simple definition of leadership is the ability or capacity to lead. That's quite simple. But then the characteristics of the leader, oh boy, that varies depending on the circumstances. As you can see in the picture, and there are many of those online, those people can be more different in personalities and different gifts. When it comes to leadership, there is no one size fits all. To give you an example, if any of you, my brothers, is lucky enough to marry a Latina, and you try to implement a German-like style of leadership, Oh boy, good luck to you. I bet you that your, un your understanding of domestic violence will reach really highly. But nevertheless, right leadership or leadership seems to be a moving target. It's one of those things that we may apply the approach that I recognize it when I see it. But nevertheless, let's take a look of the characteristics of a good leadership according to Sun Tzu in the art of war. Ready? Leadership is a matter of intelligence. Mm. Trustworthiness, yeah. Humanness, oh, surely you have that. Courage and discipline. So far, so good. Check mark. Good. But that is not enough. It's not enough to have that. It's not enough to apply that. You have to do it in the right proportion. Reliance on intelligence alone 
results in rebelliousness. Exercise of humanness alone results in weakness. Fixation on trust results in folly. Dependence on the strength of courage results in violence. It doesn't end there. Excessive discipline and sternness in command results in cruelty. When one has all five virtues together, each one appropriate to each function, then one can be a leader. And not even a good leader, just a leader. Wow. So let me ask you this, guys. Do you have what it takes to be a good leader? Please don't answer that. That's a rhetorical question. That's the kind of attitude that I have when I get first time at Wisconsin. When I get in Wells, that's what I know about leadership and what I have in my mind. It reminds me of a conversation, a high-level conversation, that I had with Professor Wendland Pastor at the seminary. President Wendland and I were talking about the strengths and the weakness about our pastoral training system. And he mentioned that we were quite good training pastors theologically, but that we were not that good training pastors in strategical thinking and strategical planning. When he said that, I said, wait a second. This guy is not Latino, but he's speaking my language. <laughs> strategic planning and strategic thinking. At that moment, that was like epiphany to me, almost a religious experience. It answered a very existential question that I have at that time, namely, what in the world are you, Lewis, doing in Wisconsin in the middle of the winter? <laughs> it came crystal clear. Oh, I got it. God, I got it. You brought me here to take this synod to a different level. That's it. For the record, three things. That was 15 years ago. Second one, the level where we are is not what I was thinking. <laughs> and third one, I'm still working on it. So be patient with me. Honestly, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, an approach like that to leadership is just exhausting. It's just plain, plain wrong. It creates a lot of anxiety. It is a heavy weight to carry in your shoulders. So I don't recommend you to have that kind of approach to leadership. But then Jesus happened. It was quite liberating. It was quite good to hear from God's word that the success of the ministry that he has called us to do, it doesn't depend on us, but on him. And it's not something in the future, it's something that is already accomplished. That it was accomplished by the one who cried out loud, 
for me and you to listen, it is finished. Done. Oh, that is Jesus, the one who has made all things new. Are you and me and all believers are in Jesus' hands and no one, not even one, will get lost. Oh. The success of our ministry is guaranteed by God itself. It was so refreshing for me personally to hear, Luis, don't look too much at yourself. I got this. Look, my power is being perfect in your weakness. Thank you, Lord. No more reasons to me to have my ADD. Now I can gladly call Christian Family Solutions and talk to them then. I have issues, brother. <laughs> oh, sorry to hear that. Get in line. <laughs> we will find someone to help you. But I have another question to follow up. Does this mean that there is no point for us to try to become a better leader? Of course not. Let's check Solomon. Whatever you do, whatever it comes to your hands, do it with all your might, which is do it to the best of your abilities. What about this one? Who recognize the parable of the talents? In that parable, God is fed from you and from me to use the talents that he has entrusted to us to take care of his ministry. And what about in this one? Huh. And sending you out like sheep among wolves, therefore be as true as snakes and innocent as doves. Oh, definitely Jesus speaks my language. The list goes on and on and on. You get the big picture. Therefore, brothers and sisters, my approach to leadership and not leadership, Lutheran leadership and biblical leadership is that we are to trust 100% that the success of our ministry depends solely and only on God. Glory be to God. That should keep us humble. That should keep us confident. That is the most important thing. This is the first commandment. Nothing else will work with that. And it's so great to hear exactly the same by everybody else here. It's just so wonderful. But at the same time, brothers and sisters, that we are called to be very diligent with the gifts that God entrusted to us that we have to act like if everything depends on us. Let me put it in a different way. We can't, and we know that we can make more effective the gospel. We cannot. 
we are the ones that have been called to reflect the love of Christ. But one thing we can do, and only one thing, and it's with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can polish ourselves to make it shine, to let it shine more clearly. That's the only thing that we can do. Unfortunately, we are not exempt of the pendulum effect that it was already mentioned. Just as for a good reason, we focus on justification. Yet, if we are not careful, we can neglect sanctification at the same time. I think by God's grace, we are doing really well with the first part, trusting on the power of God. But I personally believe that we, because of many reasons, for a good reason, for all this self-righteousness that is outside, we have problems or we struggle doing what we need to do. Let me show you an illustration of what I mean. Here is Elijah at his best. The prophet Elijah wanted to make a point. In a mano a mano, one on one, he wanted to make a point with the prophet of Baal that God, the true God of Israel, is more powerful than any other God altogether. So he ordered this, and he ordered water, and more water, and more water, and more water, until it was beyond obvious that that burnt offering was unable to light by natural means. We do really well in that part. By God, we are not perfect, but we do really well trusting like Elijah was doing here. But this is the point that we want to make. When we don't use the gift that God has given to us to lead his people diligently, we are putting water in our ministries when God has not called us to do so. We don't have to make the point out there that God will make things happen despite of our shortcomings. Guys, that's obvious. We are called to be good stewards of what he has entrusted to us. Let me show you what I believe is a perfect picture of leadership. Love it. For the battle is the Lord's battle. 100% confidence in God. God had this. Big guy, you get around. You are not fighting against me. You are fighting against the Lord, and he is way bigger than you. Not to scare you, dude, but you, you are down. We're coming down. When David get this assignment, in our circles we call it a rock, he started immediately thinking about how to achieve that assignment. So immediately he pulled his report in his strength finders. <laughs> he was checking his strength finder. Oh, problema. Not good. 
Guess what? No woo. <laughs> David, I don't think this guy is about to win him over. He is past due. He's already, he had his chance. Uh, it's that you don't need to have woo. Hey, fear not, David. Check, check your stream finders again. Look, you are just like Pastor Bauer. <laughs> huh. You have a lot of executing and strategic planning. So go and put that to work. Or, okay, good. Good to know. So David started working again. Okay, let's, how am I going to do this? These guys are giving me a sword. Hey, it's good. It's the weapon of choice. It's what everybody's using. It's quite sharp, but it doesn't feel right. It is not what I am at my best. So, uh, I don't know, but I'm not going to use that. So, well, that's okay, David. Good thing. Keep focusing on your rock that you had there. All right. But there are something, there are one thing that I am really good about. I am already certified. I know what I am going to use. This will do it. The slink. Oh, that will take me out of the reach of that guy, in, out of his territory, and I will bring him into mine. David, brilliant. You got this. Good plan. He didn't finish there. After that, he did what we call a CAF analysis. Consideration of all the factors. Say, well, the plan is good, but what if Goliath needs more than one rock? Good thinking. Get another rock. Good. What if the other guys comes after me? David, put another one. And since I am hearing with all these issues about chain supply, <laughs> inflation, interest rate, I better pack enough for me to be ready just in case. And he got just not one, but five pints stone. He was completely ready. He had it a good and trustworthy. <laughs> Those are the pictures of leaders that we are finding in Latin America. Those guys are leading the people in their communities, planting churches, what we call Grupo Sembradores, a small Lutheran church in their homes and in their communities. We do that through an app called Academia Cristo. With the use of God's powerful word, we're empowering these guys to be the leaders that their community needs. They can't be more different. They can't have so much different talents and background. But one thing or something they have in common, passion for the gospel, 
love for their people, sense of urgency, and the whatever it takes attitude. Although they are relatively new Lutherans, they live and act as Luther describes that every Christian should live. Live as Christ died yesterday, rose this morning, and then is coming back again tomorrow, which means with the fresh feeling of the amazing love that God has for us, who have the whatever it takes attitude to save us. But at the same time, with the joy, with the complete joy of his resurrection and his triumph, that is also yours, that guarantees your ministry. And with the urgency of knowing that Jesus is coming back, that today is the day of your salvation. That provides to them the whatever it takes attitude, the same attitude that had the Apostle Paul. Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I may save some. This is biblical. This is biblical leadership. So I will ask you again. Do you have what it takes to be a good leader? Of course you do. Thank you.